Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty World Cup greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to a special World Cup edition of the sunny side of sports and let's give a sunny side of sports salute to the lions of taranga from senegal who on friday became the first african team to win a match at the fifa world cup football tournament in qatar African champion Senegal defeated host Qatar 3-1 to keep alive its hopes of advancing from the group stage. Bulaya Dia, Famara Didu, and Bamba Dieng had the goals for Senegal. Ghana-born substitute Mohamed Muntari scored the first goal in Qatar's World Cup history on a header in the 78th minute. Final score from Qatar, Senegal 3, host Qatar 1 on Friday. The Senegalese began their World Cup campaign November 21st when they lost to the Netherlands 2-0. But with this victory over the host nation, Senegal has everything to play for November 29th when it meets Ecuador in its final group match. The Lions of Taranga are making their third World Cup appearance. Their best showing came at Japan, South Korea, 2002, when they reached the quarterfinals in their World Cup debut. Portuguese superstar Cristiano Ronaldo made World Cup football history Thursday in Qatar, and his history-making penalty kick angered Ghana's head coach. The 37-year-old Ronaldo became the first player to score in five World Cups when he converted the penalty kick in the 65th minute of Portugal's 3-2 win against Ghana. Ghana's head coach, Otto Addo, was furious with the decision by the Morocco-born American referee, Ismael Elfath. The game plan was okay, but then the referee gave a penalty, which was not a penalty. Everybody saw that Salis was playing the ball. I don't know because why, because it's Ronaldo or something, the bar, I don't know what they're doing, slipping. It's a mess. We are playing the ball, it's a foul on us. Surely, this is one of the best teams in the world, then it get, things get difficult, but we came back strong. We had our chances even in the last minutes uh, uh, with uh, Naki playing clever, and um, yeah, this is the way it is. That's the way it is, but Ghanaian players and officials are upset that Referee Elfath did not look at video review to confirm the Ronaldo penalty. Now let's go to Ghana's capital, Accra, where VOA's Jackson Vunganyi has reaction to Ghana's loss. Lots of disappointment in Accra, Ghana, as the Black Stars lose their opening match to Portugal. You know, coming into this match, many Ghanaians were confident that their boys would clinch their first win for Africa 
Uh, and, you know, as all the African teams have fallen in their opening matches. But Ghanaians were encouraged by the mainly young squad that stood up to their more experienced rivals, the Portuguese. Uh, they said that if it wasn't for the penalty, which was, you know, questionable at best, that they would have come up at least with a draw. And, you know, nonetheless, the Black Stars have scored the most for any African side so far two goals and they will take that momentum in their next match when they play against South Korea. Ghana's President Akufo Addo joined the squad yesterday to give them inspiration and messages of love from their countrymen. You know, this country is a soccer nation and I wish you were here in Accra to see the traffic around 3 p.m. when everybody was getting ready, driving home or to the bars or to the clubs to go and watch the game. And during the game, the town was really quiet, at least the roads. But Ghana's fans put the blame squarely on the coach, Otto, you know, Otto Ado, who subbed captain Andre Ayu after he had scored the team's first goal in the 73rd minute, I believe. Uh, coach Ado also replaced another critical player, Kudus Mohamed. And many fans that I spoke to say that that was a strategic mistake and that uh, the Portuguese were able to exploit that vacuum. VOA's Jackson Vunganyi speaking with us from Ghana's capital, Accra. For more reaction to the Ghana-Portugal World Cup match, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with the chief football writer at aclsports.com, Fisayo Dairo. It was indeed like the proverbial game of two halves. The first half ended scoreless, with both teams struggling to create scoring opportunities, although the Portuguese had the most of the ball. But the second half escalated quickly. Shortly after Cristiano Ronaldo got the goal from the penalty spot, then the Ghanaians equalized. Portugal got two more goals before the last gaps goal by Osman Bukhari. It was um, a pleasurable game, especially in the second half for neutrals. But from the African perspective, it was a disappointing one because it means that no African team got to win after the first round of group stage games. Although the consolation was the fact that the Black Stars gave us our first couple of goals after the first four African nations had failed to find the back of the net. Yeah, a couple of questionable decisions from the match officials, which Africans especially were not happy about. It was surprising that the penalty call um, was not reviewed by the video assistant referee, the one that got Portugal the lead and then a little bit of um, 50-50 decisions going in the favour of the Europeans. By and large, it was a good game of football, and I hope um, the Ghanaians can learn from that. Though the Black Stars of Ghana lost, they became the first African team to score at the Qatar World Cup. Do you think this will motivate other African teams? Yeah, the fact that Ghana could score two goals against Portugal one of the top-ranked teams in the world will definitely send that kind of message to the other African nations that if really come out, you'll score goals. One of the important features of the African teams in this competition is that more often than not, they've sat too deep. Even Ghana themselves, in the first half, sat so deep and did not get a single attempt on goal. It was disappointing because it's a, it's a competition being played on a neutral venue. If you come out, express yourself, there are things people 
expect from each team from each continent. So this is not how Africans play. We like to express ourselves. Mohamed Kudus did well in showing those stuff that African footballers are really known for. So Ghana getting a couple more goals should send those messages to the other top teams in Africa. Express yourself and get those goals and surely they will come. Fisayo, Uruguay and South Korea drew their game in another group H encounter. What are the chances of Ghana in the group? At this juncture, I would say it's going to be very, very difficult for the Ghanaians to progress. If they had managed to screw out that one point against the Portuguese, maybe they could have gone in the strength of that might. But the other game in the group ended in a draw as well and um, perhaps could give them a chance if they're able to win their next game. Then it brings us to the next game. They play against the South Koreans, who are a very, very competitive and athletic side. Perhaps the Ghanaians will know that they are not facing much of big names like the Portuguese, perhaps our side, Hong Min Son. The other players from the South Korean team are not that illustrious. So maybe the Ghanaians can go all out for it. But looking at what the Koreans did against the Uruguayans, it's not going to be easy. And if Ghana do not get at least a point from that game, hoping to build on it for in a final group game against Uruguay, it has to be doomed for them. That's Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer at ACLSports.com. And Fisayo spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Sporty greetings. This is Fisayo Dairo. Chief Football Writer at ACLSports.com and you are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. It is the biggest sports event of the year. The 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Join VOA to celebrate Africa's king's sport. In-depth coverage, pre- and post-game analysis, breakout stars, Cinderella teams, coaches, players, and let's not forget the fans from the four corners of the continent and from the city of Doha. We'll be there throughout the competition. Don't miss the fun with Team VOA Africa. Let's experience the magic of football together. Joining us now with more World Cup news is Samson O'Malle. Sporty World Cup greetings, Samson. Sporty World Cup greetings to you too, Sunny. We begin our package of Afghan highlights at the 2022 FIFA World Cup tournament in Qatar, where all the five Afghan teams failed to secure any victory in their opening group matches. Ghana and Cameroon on Thursday lost their opening fixtures as the first round of opening group games were concluded. Cameroon were pipped 1-0 by Switzerland thanks to a second-half goal from Brill Mbolo, who scored against his country of birth. It was a moment of deep respect as Mbolo, born in Cameroon, gave a muted response to putting Switzerland ahead. Mbolo shares his thoughts about playing against his country of birth at the 2022 Qatar FIFA World Cup. You know, it's like the say since the draw, it's like the ten thousand time I get this question. This, this is the reason I a little bit love, but uh, it feels special. Um, it, it's my hometown, and uh, my mom and my dad coming from there. I have um, all my family there, the most of them. So it's a special game for me and my family. 
but um, that's not the most important. The most important is like it's a World Cup game. It's my second World Cup with Switzerland. I'm proud and happy to be here and uh, to be to be to be here. To get, and I, 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 I am hopefully, hopefully I can play uh, because. Uh, it's the most important it's to play a World Cup it's always special a Cameroonian journalist Ellie Smith who is based in Douala said that many Cameroonians were disappointed with the results against the Swiss as a Cameroonian I am disappointed that uh, we could not win or even have record a draw against the Swiss but honesty requires that I say it abundantly clear that I wasn't sure Cameroon will win. Um, today on the field of play, they showed uh, something promising, but the problem with the, com- with the team of Cameroon is that they are inconsistent. For their part, the Black Stars of Ghana put up a solid fight against a Cristiano Ronaldo-led Portugal side, but lost 3-2 in what concluded a bad day for Afghan sides at the World Cup. The West African side, playing defensively through the first 45 minutes, managed to stop the relentless Portuguese attack, but fell short in the second half, conceding their first goal from a penalty converted by Cristiano Ronaldo. In his post-match reaction, coach Otto Addo of the Black Stars was furious with the controversial penalty awarded to the Portuguese which resulted to their loss. Surely we are very disappointed, um, especially when I see the penalty situation. I think uh, up to that point, we really had a good match. Um, ball possession was on Portugal. We knew that they were good. Um, we didn't play our counters that well, but I think we defended well and allowed less chances. And yeah, I was hoping that second half, when they push more, we will have more space. Um, but when they scored the goal, the game changed. Um, I think it was a really wrong decision. We are playing the ball and uh, surely there's contact afterwards, but um, yeah, I don't know why Ra didn't come up. I no explanation for me and then it's difficult against a world-class team when they are leading um it's very very difficult to play against them but uh, yeah we were brave we, we we tried as much we we scored two goals we always came back back home in ghana football fans who watched the game were impressed with the performance of the black stars despite the defeat with this performance, they did very well. Just that we couldn't get the opportunity to score. Yeah. Our players have really done well. Just that it's uh, some few laps that make us win the game. But I hope, inshallah, the next match we are going to make it. It's quite unfortunate that um, we consider that um, unnecessary three goals. But I'm hoping that in our subsequent matches, um, Ghana will win. There's no need for us to be angry or mad at them. Not at all. They did well. It wasn't easy. The game was actually tough, but they did well. Scoring two, like, kudos. They've done well, like, yeah. Ghana's president, Nana Akofuado, praised the Black Stars for an impressive performance against Portugal, despite losing their opening match at the 2022 World Cup. President of the Confederation of African Football, Dr. Patrice Mosepi, has been visiting African teams at the Qatar World Cup and bringing words of encouragement and support to the teams from the continent's governing football body. Dr. Mosepi says all the African teams at the World Cup are representing the entire continent aside from their countries. He was speaking to a group of journalists shortly after visiting the Blasters of Ghana at the team's hotel in Qatar. Every nation from the continent plays in the World Cup, they, they, they represent all of us. They represent the 1.4 billion people on the African continent and uh, 
54 nations that are part of CAF and on the continent. So, uh, and, and that's why I, you know, when I met with the head of state, uh, I, I did say that I am I'm very proud of the leadership that Kurt is providing because leadership is very important. The inspiration, the hard work, the motivation, and also putting the interests of the players, of the technical team, of the nation, of the people of Ghana. And for us, uh, uh, making the people of Ghana proud, but also the whole of the continent very proud. Uh, listen, I've got no doubt we will do well. And part of the process is to do what the most successful nations have done, invest in our youth. Morocco's Ashraf Hakimi and Nosser Mazuroi are dealt for Sunday's World Cup Group F match against Belgium after picking up injuries in the opening goalless draw against Croatia on Wednesday. The two players are expected to undergo more tests on Friday before a decision is made on their fitness for Belgium. Thanks, Samson. That's Samson O'Malle with an extra spicy World Cup package. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to a special World Cup edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. It is the biggest sports event of the year. The 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Join VOA to celebrate Africa's king's sport. In-depth coverage, pre- and post-game analysis, breakout stars, Cinderella teams, coaches, players, and let's not forget the fans from the four corners of the continent and from the city of Doha. We'll be there throughout the competition. Don't miss the fun with Team VOA Africa. Let's experience the magic of football together. The USA and England both hope to experience and produce some magical World Cup football when they play each other in Friday's last match in Qatar. England is coming off a 6-2 thrashing of Iran, while the USA played to a one-all draw with Wales. Now, the goal scorer for the American team was Tim Weah, the son of Liberia's president, George Weah. Ahead of the England match, some Liberians have mixed feelings about Tim Weah playing for the USA instead of Liberia. Actually, it, it just brought back our memories of, of, of his father because... Uh, even the commentators started to say uh, the son of a legend has come like a legend. And because Georgia uh, back then scored a lot of goals and now a uh, head of state, in my interpretation, that's greatness in their family, especially uh, athletic-wise. I think it is good. He got a bright future. We hope and pray that he goes beyond the performance in the first game. We all are glad that we have our own blood in the tournament. You know his father won the world best and the European best, but he never had the opportunity to play in the tournament. I think it's great for him, and he can do better. I would love for him to play for Liberia, but some of those who are saying it are mixing it with politics, and I just don't want to discuss politics. I just want to discuss the game. He was born in the States, started playing for the youth team, and he took the decision. For me, I think it doesn't set a right precedence, because as a leader of a country, you need to lead by example, which means that 
your, your child or children is supposed to be an assistant and then you have the common people who believe an assistant and assistant is working for them. But having your son play for a country like America, though he was born there, send the wrong kind of message. You've been listening to some Liberian football fans commenting on Tim Weah, the son of Liberia's president, George Weah. Tim Weah is 22 years old. He was born in New York City. And I should point out that he's played for several USA youth teams before going to Qatar with the U.S. men's national soccer team. Tim has played for the under-23 team, the under-20 team, the under-17 team, and the under-15 team for the United States of America. This is the voice of America. Washington, D.C. A popular tech concept being spread on the Internet and in mass media is something called the metaverse. While many people are talking about it, not many of us really know what it is. I'm Rick Pantaleo. Matthew Canterman of Ball Metaverse Research Partners joins me on the science edition of Press Conference USA to talk about what many in the tech industry are calling the next phase of the Internet's evolution. Listen this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. Thanks, Rick. And in terms of the Internet's current phase of evolution, follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. I was delighted this week to appear on a special World Cup edition of Straight Talk Africa. Here's our Straight Talk Africa host, Haiti Adams. Ghana, Senegal, Cameroon, Morocco and Tunisia are carrying the hopes of an entire football-loving continent. And to join me now to discuss Africa's World Cup hopes, heartbreak and history are Sonny Young. He's the host of various popular sports show, The Sunny Side of Sports. I appreciate that South African shirt, even though Bafana Bafana has broken my heart one too many times. And then, of course, VOA's Africa Division Program Manager, Mamoyo Hamza, and also joining us via Skype is Memory Malisawa. She's a sports analyst and she comes to us from Lusaka in Zambia. Memory, Hamza and Sunny, welcome to Straight Talk Africa. Well, we got some questions from our audience, um, our social media followers, and I want to put some of those to you. Sunny, I've got one here for you. Jackson Kambanda from the United Arab Emirates asked, when will Africa host the tournament again? Good question. We're still living off the fumes of the last time. <laughs> so, when do you, is there any talk about another country well if we look ahead the uh, 2026 world cup will be uh, jointly hosted by the usa canada and mexico uh after that would fifa go to an african country uh within 20 years of south africa hosting uh i i kind of doubt it i i think more than likely we're looking maybe at possibly uh past that stage before Africa sees a return uh, to, to, the, uh, to the World Cup stage as a host. Uh, one quick low, a low for me, <laughs> going back 12 years <laughs> to South Africa, was when Luis Suarez put his hand up and he blocked a shot 
that basically crushed the uh, World Cup hopes of Ghana. Uh, interestingly, Suarez and Uruguay are in the same group as Ghana for Qatar. So it's, it's just almost like cruelty in a right. way. Well, thank you for the heartbreaking moments. That's taken and, care and, and of. I think, and, and I think the next best chance for Africa to host the World Cup again is if they can put together uh, a system where the more than one country will host. Right, like a just, region. Yeah, just as uh, U.S., Canada, and Mexico are doing in the next World Cup. Mm-hmm. That would be a, a good opportunity. Um, Hamza, and um, Emir, I'm going to come to you with a very special, exciting question, but I want to come to Hamza quickly with a, um, a follow from our social media followers. Um, here's one from Innocent um, Simpson Uladi from Malawi. He says, despite the arguments on human rights, and I believe Qatar needs to work on that particular issue ASAP, why does the West act as if, as if it's their World Cup and that only they have a big say in what is supposed to happen. Hamza, is there the sense that there's been these ethnocentric attitudes and tensions around FIFA World Cup decisions? Yes, yeah, and that always comes up. You see, the thing is, you cannot separate politics from uh, sports. And people try to do that every time. And they do it conveniently. When it plays well for them, then no mixing of politics and sports. But when it, when, when it doesn't work for them, there's... They say otherwise. But the fact is, I mean, Qatar, by inviting, taking the host of the, of, the, uh, of the World Cup, they knew this is a world event. So they knew they had to make some natural compromises and, and accommodation. And to their credit, they have done that. I mean, people are talking about beer. Sunday was reporting right here. You know, you can, there is uh, certain times you can buy beer, certain places where you, you can, you know, uh, hours you can have your beer. But at the same time, the world has to understand this is a society that has been there for all these years. One of the uh, Qatar officials put it very uh, perfectly when he said, don't expect us to change our values for 28 days of football. Hmm. You know, and I mean, and, and for, the, for the West, I mean, it's like, you know, how do you walk into a halal store and ask for a pig's feet? Right, right. Go to the next store, right. you know, next door. So, I mean, there will always be this, you know, back and forth and, you know, uh, the West, because the media is very strong in the West, we hear this a lot, right. but the good thing is now social media, you know, uh, third world countries, the so-called third world countries, the developing countries, they are pushing back with these uh, moralistic, right. high priest ideas. Well, memory, I have a really interesting and exciting question for you. We, we don't have a lot of time, but, um, you know, this World Cup has, of course, as Hamza was just talking about, there were a lot of controversies um, around culture and customs, but it's also one that has broken new ground, um, especially it being the first to feature women referees. And, and for, for Africa, there's um, Salima Mukasanga from Rwanda. What does that say about the evolution of international football? and what do you hope will come of a move um, like this? That shows the expansion of uh, women's football in Africa. Definitely that means a lot for, you know, women out there who love soccer because now that talks about the fact that um, a girl child in Africa somewhere can dream of, uh, you know, officiating at a global piece like, uh, you know, the World Cup. 
And of course, um, it's just the beginning that I can assure you, because now that has opened doors for a lot of, uh, you know, um, uh, African female officials, talking of the performance uh, of African teams, when you talk of, um, you know, World Cup, especially at junior levels, I think um, Af African teams in terms of uh, women, I think they've performed uh, pretty well. We were just witnessing the Under-17 World Cup in India, where we saw, you know, the likes of Tanzania, you know, coming up, uh, coming back with bronze and so on and so forth. So that definitely speaks volume and tells us that definitely when you look at future in terms of uh, soccer, it has got nothing to do with the male-dominated kind of sport now. It's everywhere. Women are taking up and it's a very, very good opportunity for the women and girls out there. That's Memory Malisawa, the media officer of Zambia's national women's football team, nicknamed the Copper Queens. And my memory tells me the Copper Queens have qualified for next year's FIFA Women's World Cup, which will be jointly hosted by Australia and New Zealand. And Memory joined me this week on a special World Cup edition of Straight Talk Africa. Sporty greetings. This is Memory Malisawa, Major Officer of Copper Queens of Zambia. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. It is the biggest sports event of the year. The 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Join VOA to celebrate Africa's king sport. In-depth coverage, pre- and post-game analysis. Breakout stars, Cinderella teams, coaches, players, and let's not forget the fans from the four corners of the continent and from the city of Doha. We'll be there throughout the competition. Don't miss the fun with Team VOA Africa. Let's experience the magic of football together. And that wraps up a special World Cup edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Have a World Cup winning weekend, everyone. And that's the sunny side of sports.